This podcast is intended to uplift, inspire, and in some cases, educate you on how to create a life that feels good. I am not a health professional, and the information and advice shared on this show should not be taken in replacement for any information or direction given to you by a healthcare professional. If you or someone you know is struggling with your health or mental well-being, please reach out to a healthcare professional in your area. For more information and resources on mental health support, please visit laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash mental health or see the link in the show notes. Hi there, I'm Laura, a teacher turned creator, and this is Fill Up Your Cup, the podcast with a mission to help you feel inspired, motivated, and empowered to show up for yourself and create a life that feels good. We're putting the personal back in personal development as we navigate this journey of self-awareness, self-compassion, and growth together. Because together, And with the right mindset, we are all capable of change and living a life that truly fills us up. What is self-compassion? And How can we actively practice it as people pleasers and perfectionists in recovery? That is what I'd like to talk to you about today. This is going to be a super quick mini episode because I want to share something with you and then encourage you to reflect on how you can start practicing it in your life as soon as possible. Self-compassion is something that I have talked a lot about through my illustrations on Instagram, especially in the last year or so, where I've been actively practicing self-compassion in my own life more and recognizing that it's something I find really difficult to do. And I'm sure that many of you listening will be able to resonate with that because many of you have also told me that you identify as someone who is a people pleaser or was a people pleaser and is actively trying to overcome those patterns. People pleasing and self-compassion really go against each other. At least for me personally, the struggle that I have around self-compassion and how I started to recognize it was something that I needed to practice more in my life was that my first thought when I'm uncomfortable with something or I maybe don't have the energy for something that I agreed to is, what will other people think if I change my plans? What will other people think if I say no? What will other people think if I take this day off? When I was teaching full-time, this was something I struggled with a lot and also something that within my career, I was conditioned to think first. When I was feeling physical, physically unwell, I was taught by watching people who had been in the career a lot longer than me, people I would have considered as my mentors, pushing through when they felt unwell. I was taught to question what is an acceptable amount of unwellness 
before I can ask for this time off. Because if I'm not at that acceptable amount, people are going to be judging me for taking this time to look after myself. And because I practiced that for so long, for so many years as a teacher, it's something that I have noticed even now as I am self-employed when I'm feeling under the weather and I step back and I take that time off to relax and allow myself to heal before I get worse because I've seen what that ha- what that feels like and what can happen when you say, okay, I'm not at an acceptable level of sickness to take a break yet. It usually ends up with burnout or your sickness being a lot worse than it could have been or should have been if you had taken that time off. But because I have been conditioned or because I have these people-pleasing instincts where I think in my mind, that taking that time to get better better is taking away from someone else. Even now, as I'm actively trying to practice this self-compassion, I feel a lot of guilt and shame around taking that time off. So people-pleasing and self-compassion butt heads all of the time. And if you have been practicing people-pleasing tendencies in different areas of your life and you're starting to become more self-aware of the fact that you find it really difficult to ask for what you want without first considering how other people might feel about that or what other people might want instead then you're going to struggle with self-compassion and that's absolutely okay. I want you to know that you're not alone in struggling with that. And the very reason that I wanted to talk about it today was just having that self-awareness in my own life through my journaling recently where I realized this is something I still really struggle with, even though it's something I am aware of recognizing that you are a people pleaser and that you have people pleasing or perfectionist tendencies is not enough to heal or break the pattern. And that's really frustrating, especially if you're a perfectionist or people pleaser in recovery, because it has this really catch 22 effect where you realize you're a people pleaser, you realize you're a perfectionist, you want to heal it, and then you immediately become frustrated by how difficult it is to heal it and that recognizing it is not enough. So what is self-compassion and how do we practice it if we are people pleasers and perfectionists in recovery and frustrated with the fact that we are still struggling to break our people pleasing patterns? Self-compassion, very much like self-care, is exactly what it says on the tin. It is learning to show yourself compassion. And I think one of the pros about being a people pleaser in this situation is you're actually probably really good at showing other people compassion. So you have a starting point that you can work from and start turning towards yourself that part being the difficult part. But the easy part is understanding what compassion looks like for you in your life because you're probably showing people compassion a lot of the time. You've probably learned to change how you work, how you live, what your plans are to in order to be compassionate towards some, someone else. And while people-pleasing can be really toxic at times and it can be unhealthy, to constantly live your life trying to please someone else. There are aspects of it that we can learn to 
take with us, we can recognize as the good parts. And one of those good parts is being the kind of person who checks in with other people's feelings and and wants to know if another person is feeling okay or not and what you can do to help out. And that in a way is compassion. When we show someone kindness, when we flex our plans in order to meet someone where they're at because they are struggling with some something. When we put down something that we had planned to do in order to show up for someone else who might be having a hard time. All of that kindness and all of that compassion as a people pleaser can come really easily to you. Often, of course, you're taking it way too far and putting other people's best interests and other people's wants and needs ahead of yours again and again and again. And learning to break that pattern and finding that balance of still being a kind and compassionate person while respecting your own boundaries can be difficult. But just know that that compassionate side is a really good part and something that's probably going to come really easy to you. So a good way to learn how to practice self-compassion and something that I practice myself around self-compassion is thinking about how I might be compassionate to someone else who would be feeling the same thing as me or what advice would I give them if if someone came to me and and was and told me that this is how they were feeling. And going back to that very simple example of the sick day. Recently, I had a a period of illness coming right off the back of a holiday and I felt so guilty for the fact that I needed to take some time to look after myself because I also recognized that if I didn't do that, I was going to find it really difficult to continue to show up and do my work that I needed to do that was sitting there waiting for me after this time away from work, after this vacation. And so what I did in order to practice self-compassion was I stepped outside of myself for a moment and I thought if someone I knew came to me and said they were feeling unwell, but they were pushing through because they just came back after a holiday, what advice would I give them? How would I show that person compassion? Well, I'd probably tell them, if you're feeling unwell, there's nothing wrong with taking time to rest. It doesn't make you a bad person, even if you just came back after a vacation. No one is going to judge you for taking time to look after yourself so that you can show up to do your job at your best possible energy levels next week or in a couple of days time because you took that time to rest now. So when I reflected on how might I show compassion to someone else who was feeling this way, I could then try and apply that same compassion to myself and turn it into self-compassion and just repeat those same things to myself in my own mind. No one is going to judge you, especially because I'm I'm self-employed. So uh, the conversation I have with myself is you are your own boss. You don't have to ask a boss for permission anymore. You don't have to you know, feel like you're letting other people down because you are your own team. But I also know that there was a time when that wasn't the situation and I still had to have this conversation with myself, which was, you know, if you don't take this time now, you might get more unwell in a week's time and have to take more time off than if you take just one day off now. So trying to turn that compassion conversation back on myself. Self-compassion is when you show up for yourself with kindness and compassion in the same way you might show up for someone else with kindness and compassion. Self-compassion can look like taking time off because you feel unwell and you need to rest. Self-compassion can be saying no to plans because you don't feel like 
you're at the same energy level as the group or you feel like you're not going to enjoy yourself and that might maybe bring down the mood of the group or you just don't want to do those plans. Self-compassion can be taking some alone time because you're feeling overwhelmed. Self-compassion can be doing something that you really, really want to do by yourself because nobody else wants to do it. It's learning to show yourself kindness and love and being gentle with yourself. As a people pleaser and a perfectionist, you're probably really familiar with how you can be your own worst critic at times and how that internal narrative is often really judgmental of your own choices and your own standards. You're always trying to do more, to tr- trying to do better. You're always looking at what you've done already with a critical eye. Self-compassion is looking at what you've done with that eye of kindness and compassion and learning to recognize when you have low energy and that and to recognize that the outcomes when you have low energy are going to be different to the outcomes when you have eye high energy. It's learning to show up for yourself where you are at and also accepting that that is enough because that is all you can give in that moment. So because this is a mini episode, I want to give you something to take away, a little action or challenge in self-compassion that I want to encourage you to try and do today after you've listened to this episode, this weekend or this week, whenever you are listening. Remember that self-compassion is any act of kindness or compassion that you show to yourself. I want you to practice a little bit of extra self-awareness in the next couple of days and look out for your self-critical people-pleaser and perfectionist inner voice. When you become aware of those moments when you are being overcritical of your own actions or looking back on something that you've done and being more critical about it, or finding yourself at this crossroads between doing what you want to do and feel like doing versus doing what you think someone else wants you to do. I want you to step back and take just a moment to practice that concept of what would I say to someone else if they brought this situation to me? How would I show someone else compassion if they were struggling with this? So instead of coming at things with what will other people think, try and come at it from a point of view of what would I think if someone else was struggling with this same thing? Would I really be so judgmental? Would I really be as critical if someone came to me with this? Or would I show them compassion and kindness and flexibility? Try to be a self-pleaser instead of a people-pleaser. Try to think, what do I want? What will I think about this choice before you think, what will other people think? And it's not about selfishness, but rather about kindness to the self. And seeing how that feels and also being comfortable with the fact that the first few times that you practice this self-compassion, it may feel a little uncomfortable. Healing from people pleasing, healing from 
perfectionism is breaking down a really old pattern that has probably been there since your childhood. And bringing that level of self-awareness is not going to happen automatically. And feeling comfortable with building these new ways of showing up for yourself, building these new neural patterns is going to feel uncomfortable and effortful as you begin to work on them. But try and show up to them with compassion. Try and step back and think if someone I loved and cared about was feeling this way and struggling with this thing, how would I show up for them? What would I say to them? How would I hold space for their feelings? And then hold that space for your own feelings. If you practice some self-compassion this week, I would love to know if you struggle with practicing self-compassion or you also identify as a people pleaser in recovery. I would love to connect with you. You can follow the pod on Instagram and Facebook as at fillupyourcuppod. I would love to chat with you in the comments or the DMs and hear your stories and experiences with self-compassion or self-kindness or struggling with people pleasing and recovering and breaking those patterns. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please give the podcast a review to reflect that. You can click the stars to review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And as most of our listeners are Apple Podcast listeners, I would absolutely love if you could take just a moment of your time, especially because this was a shorter episode, to leave a short, even one sentence review on Apple Podcasts to let me know what you thought of this episode, to let me know what you thought of the show so far, and why you enjoy listening every week. If you want a little bit more support with your self-care on a weekly basis, don't forget you can join the self-care squad over on Patreon, and the link to that is in the show notes. Every week I post self-care resources, downloads, and prompts to help you show up for yourself in a way that feels good for you. Finally, if you want to ask a question or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can do so by dropping us a note in our listeners question cup. The link for that is also in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup, and self-compassion is a very easy and gentle way that you can make sure that your cup never reaches empty even when you don't have the energy to pour into it. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you feel a little less alone in your personal development journey and a little more inspired to do something today to show up for yourself. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast streaming app or platform. And if you want even more weekly inspiration, then head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow the show as at fillupyourcuppod. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So do one small thing today to pour into yours and start creating a life that feels good 